0: At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy. G'day everyone.
1: Lauren Cress, the business scientist here. I know I'm a little bit late with this podcast, but I've got so many awesome podcasts lined up for you now. Uh, I'm thinking I'm going to actually do three a week. So uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday each week, because I have so much content and I really want to get it out to you because it is really useful at the moment. Some great advice from leading business thinkers. Uh, I think we all really need some support and help at the moment. The freer, the better. <laughs> and um, you know, it's it's a difficult time. Uh, it's a really challenging time. Today's episode is fantastic. Uh, I'm talking to Martin Vidakovic. He is a finance expert. He is a business expert. Uh, he's a great friend of mine and just an amazing human. At the moment, he's working at. Innovate, which I highly recommend checking out if you're looking for help with uh, finances. So it's innovate.com.au, but it's spelt I-N-O-V-A-Y-T. So I'll put the link to that in the show notes. Uh, Before I get started, I wanted to share a bit of a shift that I'm making. I'm really, really excited about it. And it means you won't be listening to uh, sponsored messages in the podcast Anymore. So, my business, the Change Makers Collective, was sponsoring the show. And during the coronavirus pandemic, I basically decided to really, really shift what I'm doing. So, I'm now a hundred percent focused on interviewing. I'm interviewing people in the studio. I'm interviewing people at events. I mean, right now, I'm not at events, but I have done in the past, um, presenting on camera, all those types of things. So. If you're someone who works in uh, the marketing space, if you run an agency, a studio, a production company or you're a consultant or a business expert and you want to showcase your talent, uh, basically what I'm doing now is working with people, putting together discussion guides to really bring their story to life and specifically I'm working with people in the business to business space, because it was an area that I realized there was a, a really big gap in when it comes to finding good presenters who, you know, know about the market, know about different industry sectors, know how to ask those kind of questions that are relevant, that are going to be relevant uh, for their customers. So if you'd like to find out more about that, please reach out to me and get in touch. The easiest way to do that is just look for me on LinkedIn. So just look up Lauren Cress on LinkedIn. What that means now that uh, the show is fully run by me <laughs> is that uh, I don't, I'm do not i not getting paid by my business to do this anymore. So this is uh, free for you and it will always be free for you. But if you'd like to show a bit of appreciation, I've set up a Ko-fi page. It's sort of a little bit like Patreon, if you've heard of Patreon before. Um, Kofi, it's spelled ko-fi.com. That's the website. It's really cool. Basically what you can do is, uh, you can buy me a cup of coffee and you can do it as a once off thing or as you, you can do it as a once a month thing. Uh, but if you enjoy the show and you want to support it, I'd really, really appreciate it. Uh, because I am kind of doing this all off my own, uh, back now, which is exciting, but a little bit scary. So, <laughs> Fully diving into uh, the interviewing space and really embracing it. So that's the little update from me. Uh, Today on the show, we're going to be talking about finance. We're going to be talking about business. We're going to be talking about business opportunities and brand as well. Now, this show is called Grow Your Brand, but this season is really about supporting people in the SME space. So if you're a business owner uh, or you're looking to start a business, a small business or a medium-sized enterprise, uh, this show is, is for you. So I'm interviewing guests from a range of different fields. We do talk about brand growth but I like to ask about other things as well because it all kind of ties together and I think it's really, really great to get a holistic perspective. So this episode is fantastic for that. If you're interested in finding out more about, you know, what you can do about your finances and where you can turn to, Marty's got some great advice about that. One thing to keep in mind with this episode is we did record it a while back. So some of the figures uh, that are quoted have changed since then, but I just gave this podcast a listen as I was editing it and it is absolutely 100% still relevant to what is happening right now and in the months ahead, so I really felt like it was relevant to put this out. And uh, but just keep in mind that some of those figures might have changed, especially when we're talking about employment figures and things like that. Uh, without further ado, I'll let you have a listen to the show. Uh, if you like the show, please hit the subscribe button and share it with your friends as well. That really, really helps to support the show. So if you can't afford to buy me a cup of coffee on Kofi, uh, sharing it, uh, leaving a positive review. That all really helps as well. Thanks for tuning in. And here is my interview with Marty Vitakovic. G'day, everyone. Lauren Kress, the business scientist here. And joining me today is Marty Vidakovic. Marty is a finance and business leader. And with so much at stake at the moment, I wanted to pick his brains about what we can do to be more empowered about the decisions we're making for ourselves right now and also into the future. Marty, thank you so much for joining me.
2: It's a pleasure, Lauren. The uh, world's had a change of plans and uh, we're uh, doing our best through it all. So, yeah, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it.
1: Well, to start with Marty, can you just share a little bit about, um, I guess, your experience, just for people who maybe haven't seen you on LinkedIn? You are pretty, pretty popular on LinkedIn. I think a lot of people would recognize your face, but just a little bit about uh, what you do and, and sort of what makes you an expert in your field as
0: well.
2: Yeah, well, I've been in the finance industry for over twenty-five years, starting in the bank, um, and then built a couple of mortgage broking firms, Mortgage First, uh, Mortgage Five Hundred, and and now I work at Innovate as well as a business strategist, finance professional, and um, we cover everything from financial planning to mortgages, and uh, yeah, I guess numbers have been my life. I've always, I've always found that numbers tell a story, and. my role is always to make that story a good one for people and to support them and financially empower people. So, uh, yeah, I've always been around numbers for for a very long time, and uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's in my blood, I guess. It's what I do, and I enjoy it thoroughly. Really, I really enjoy empowering people with with their financial situation. I think that's uh, one of my main drivers in life. So it's uh, it's been great.
1: Well, you're basically the perfect person to be talking to, I think, at the moment, because everyone is kind of like, I mean, even in the best scenarios at the moment, I think everyone is feeling pretty vulnerable, uh, feeling pretty scared. uh, And we're getting fed a lot of different things about what we should be doing at the moment, what we should be thinking about. Uh, To start with, just, you know, sort of going back to first principles, can you explain a little bit about, what we need to be considering when it comes to you know working through a bit of a plan at the moment?
2: Yeah, I think the main thing is is to not panic and get the right advice. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of information out there at the moment, but you've got to bring it back to your own individual situation. So when, for instance, the bank said we're going to defer repayments for the next six months uh, on mortgages, People just went out there and said, right, not paying my mortgage for six months without thinking about what the consequences of that could be. And really, when you think about deferring your repayments, you're still going to have to make them up and there's going to be compounding interest on the back end. So you want to really come back to what is your situation? The fact is we still have 92% of the population, probably more, probably 94% that's still employed at this point. So if you can make your repayments on your mortgage, then you certainly want to be doing that. Maybe you want to pay interest only for a period of time, three months, six months, just to conserve capital. Uh, but again, you've got to look at what is your current situation. Don't just stop making repayments when you you still have a job and you're still getting paid. You have to, you have to be within your arrangements But if legitimately someone loses a job and you're in hardship, then communicate with your bank because you won't get a black stain on your credit report if you communicate with the bank, uh, you go into hardship, they do defer your repayments for six months, Um, you'll you'll be looked after at these times. So what I encourage is to get the right information and to tailor the situation to your own your own circumstances. It's really important.
1: Mm. And I think what you said about seeking out the right advice makes a lot of sense. For people who are, you know, in real crisis at the moment who are kind of like, well, you know, how do I get advice if I, if I don't even feel like I can really, you know, make this week's rent, say, for instance, and things like that, are there, um, is there information available, are there services available for people who are really feeling like, it's just a bit overwhelming to try to deal with getting that, that sort of basic advice?
2: Yeah, I think you've got to go to the government websites with things like that as to what's available, whether it's Job Seeker, Job JobKeeper, anywhere uh, you can get some additional financial support. That would be a great point of call. The government websites are uh, fantastic to let you know what you can do. But also, again, if you can't pay your rent, you want to be talking to your property manager and landlord because they're going to be nimble at the moment given what's going on and they want to work with you so the last thing you want to do is stop paying rent and not communicating with anyone talk to your property manager talk to your landlord and they might do a deal where they say look we'll halve the rent for three months or we'll we'll defer the rent for two months and you know so The the last thing a landlord is going to want to do is lose a tenant long term, a good tenant. So again, this is a matter about communicating up front and seeing what options are available. So that would be my main advice. Make sure you don't just stop making payments. Um, If you're in a circumstance where you can't make a repayment, please communicate with the people that are looking after the property because they will help in some way, shape or form. Mm.
1: Moving on to like, um, that's that's really great advice. Sorry, I should kind of uh, acknowledge that first. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <Bonnie.
2: laughs> I'm beyond acknowledgement these days. I'm just happy to uh, share what I know, Lauren.
1: <laughs> so so I was thinking that as you were saying that one, uh, you know, for, for people who are renting from a commercial uh uh, standpoint so you know if they're renting an office if they're renting um, that kind of space they're not using it at the moment is it the same kind of thing is it is it sort of what you were outlining before in terms of taking those steps to to negotiate
2: yeah well business like landlords for commercial properties are offering three months of deferred repayments so they They understand that the risk of losing a good tenant um, devalues the actual property they have, so it makes absolute sense to work in with the tenants and work out a plan through this and The good thing in the commercial space is everyone 's a business owner, so you can have real conversations and work out terms that are going to be effective because maybe it might be a three-month deferral and the lease is extended on the back end of the term. So there are ways that uh, it can work. Again, it might be a, a 50% reduction in rent or a, or a, or a 30% reduction in rent uh, based on turnover coming back by 30%. So these are the type of really intelligent conversations, I guess, uh, commercial tenants are having with their landlords and coming up with uh, with a new arrangement. So in the commercial space, let's let's utilise intelligence and our business skills to get the right result uh, given what's going on.
1: Do you, um, do you? There's been a lot of talk lately about sort of businesses that you know maybe would have used office space before. Now they're kind of thinking, well, actually we might not need to go back to using the same amount of office space that we thought we did. Like maybe this remote work thing can kind of work, or maybe we can be a bit more flexible with working at home sometimes and others. Are you kind of anticipating that there's going to be a shift in how we, how we work day to day after this?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's crystal ball stuff, right. That we're talking about here, but there's a good chance people are learning new efficiencies during this time, and recognizing how much work can be done remotely. So we can't tell what the impact on commercial property will be. I mean, we there's, when you listen to the economists at the moment, they're saying that the residential market will come back eight to ten percent over the next you know, over the next six months. But in the commercial space, they're not making a call on it because it's too complex and there's too much uncertainty. And I think I was we were having the discussion today going, why would we need offices in every state uh, while we're expanding our business when we could typically run it now from our headquarters, given we're seeing the capability of our professionals being able to utilise Zoom, being able to utilise Uh, you know maybe serviced offices uh, working from home arrangements so this is what's happening here is business owners are becoming much more innovative and nimble and effective on trying to work out new ways to operate and that's the type of discussions we're having so as to the impact on the commercial market um yeah watch this space i think i think it could be really interesting how that could come back and um but again, there's opportunity in it too. We might be buying those properties a lot cheaper as well. So,
1: yeah, it's it's sort of hard to predict things at the moment, isn't it? Like one of the things I keep saying to people, I probably said it on a LinkedIn live before, is that you know it kind of feels like we're staring into this like this abyss of like what's going to happen. There's so many things that could happen. Uh, and all we can really do right now is make the best decisions we we can from this vantage point. It's hard to anticipate what's going to happen. If
2: with um, like I, I hear of 22 million people who have lost their jobs in the U.S., and I'm going, that's nearly our whole country. Yeah. And I go, that's um, I mean, and that's happened over a four or five week period, whereas in the GFC probably took about 18 months. So we had flattened the curve back then when you look at this. But we're, we're at, I think Australia is about 700,000 uh, of unemployment at the moment as of, as of the last couple of days, and that's about 5.38%. But all the information we're hearing uh, from economists is they're predicting is a worst case of probably another million jobs uh lost if this carries on another two or three months so we could go to 12 percent, and that um you know, as as we know in life and business business is momentum and then once we get back out into the market and people can get back to work and go into the restaurants it's going to take time to build momentum again so as to the impact of that it's really hard to tell but it's it's you can't think that it's going to be good but on the back end of it, there could be a real spike and a boom because everyone's happy to see each other again. And everyone's excited to go to restaurants to work. And you know, So so we could come out of it really well, but it is going to have an impact. I mean, that's that's the reality of what's going on here. So, but we it is really interesting times. And I think we can only deal with it as effective as we can. We've got to be as effective in challenge as as a nation and as workers as we are when the good times are here. So I think we're going to come out of this with new innovation and we're, we're going to learn to do business in a whole new way, which on the back end I think is going to be very positive, very positive.
1: Yeah, I think I, I kind of feel that way as well. And I, I've heard a lot of positivity despite, you know, everything that's happening and you know like potential 12% unemployment is is pretty scary to be to be looking at but it's sort of I mean the fear and the panic and the the sort of knee-jerk reactions aren't really helpful you know like it's it's actually not going to help us to to make decisions from from fear right so it's sort of like well (laughs) It's almost like I kind of feel like, well, if we we can't make good decisions from that mindset, should we be in that mindset? You know, I don't know. Maybe it's easier said than done.
2: I mean, it's if you're going to panic, panic quick. We should have panicked like five, six weeks ago and took our money out of the stock market, right? But the reality is if you look over the long term, everything bounces back. It's just how quickly and what is the timing of it. So it's once you get over that uncertainty, and this is, you know, this is uncertainty. But once you get get through that and you start thinking of new ways of operating, and it's it's like a new normal almost. I'm starting to see things happening where people are still doing business to business now in new ways, and it's um, yeah. I, I guess the question we can't we can't answer is. Will people still go to restaurants on the back end of this as they did before? Um, Will we shake hands again? I mean, as silly as that sounds, I mean, people have have broached that topic already. So it's funny the psychological impact of the uncertainty. But I'm sure in time, when we get three or four months under our belt and we're back out there um, as per normal, then, you know, things will start to rectify and we'll enjoy all the things we enjoyed before But I I think about, you think about Netflix and people streaming and having a night in or watching movies now with their family. Uh, I go, will people still go to the cinema or will they work out a way to bring a premiere movie to Netflix or stream it and find a price point that actually works instead of holding the cost of the whole infrastructure of the cinema? So, I mean, these are the kind of things that, you know, I, I asked that question to think: what does the new market look like, and and you know, are there ways to find opportunity within it? So,
1: I, I was just thinking. Actually, I should just pause here quickly because I finally got my comments being, being able to load. So, if people have questions for Marty while we're talking, just just put them in the comment section. Um, I can now read them. <laughs> I, will, I will ask Marty on your behalf your question. But uh, while we're waiting for people to um, to put some questions in, uh, one thing that I was thinking about was just for such a long time we were talking about the future of work. You know, this is what the future of work will look like. This is what the fourth industrial kind of revolution looks like. Uh, these are the kind of decisions we need to be thinking about. And it does feel like some of this has accelerated those predictions so you mentioned zoom before remote working those kinds of things were kind of already starting to happen a little bit but it's just seemed to really accelerate that but then in other ways there seem to be things that are completely it's you know it's a complete curveball and and now that future of work we were predicting isn't isn't the same as the one that that will emerge um for, for for people who are looking for business opportunities, you know, I, I have seen a lot of people kind of questioning what it is they're doing, whether it's that they've been in a job for a long time and now they're thinking, you know what, actually, I'm I'm not necessarily happy in this job and this is an opportunity for me to change. This is oh, we could we could
0: fly. This is your summer. That means six flags in the taste of an ice cold Coca-Cola.
1: or for people who are in business like myself maybe going, I need to pivot, I need to do something a little bit different. You're a business strategist as well. You're a mentor. Like, what would you say to people who are thinking about venturing into this, this world of of being a part of innovation right now?
2: I, I always come back to think of something that will make you happy, match it in with your capability, and fill feel, feel a need in the given market. So if you can... If you can cover that, um, you might bring something to the table, and it might be two different capabilities in a new way. Um, but if you can see a need in this market, then now is the time to get it out there. And and so and look, LinkedIn Live is a perfect example. I mean, there's a great opportunity here to gain reach to new markets that probably I, I know in our industry hasn't been utilized as effectively like people put content out there for the sake of content but it's again they can develop their personal brand they can uh, share their value in regards to their service and tap into new client bases business to business contacts that they never have before and I think that's you know that's the opportunity and I think you've got to take that chance I mean it's an interesting one when someone's in a job and they're not happy with where they're at, and they have that solution. They know what they want to do. A lot of the times they just don't take the step out of fear. So, again, with so much uncertainty, you can question, is now the right time? But why not? You know, why not? If I think for the first time we recognise how vulnerable we are in jobs as well. So if you are running your own show, at least you have some sense of control over that. Is it going to be work? Absolutely as a business owner, you know, sometimes you're, you're 24-7, right, uh, for a couple of years until you get real traction and, and you start building dots and get ahead. But, again, it's it comes back to what makes you happy, what gets you waking up on the edge of the bed in the morning and, um, and really applying yourself to that decision. Um, I haven't seen anyone succeed by trying to do it easy. It's... Uh, it's work smarter and harder in the right direction. But if you've got that attitude and you've got the work ethic and you're willing to have a crack, um, people, people sense that enthusiasm and if it fills a direct need, um, we, know, we know in the refinance space, people that are usually too busy to talk are talking and they want to save that, you know, 40, 50, 60 grand on their mortgage now. They want that cash back because they've got time to actually review it. And, you know, that's what we get out there in the market. People are talking about investing in six months' time. They want to be ready. You know, they want to be ready during this time and they're preparing themselves. So it's, you know, we could easily sit back and go, oh, well, market's no good, no one's buying property anymore, but it's a great time for people to get their finances in order and take the opportunity on the way out here and that's um it's all it's all attitude lauren like in anything in life either people look at it as they can be victimized by what's going on or they can be really enthused and go no i'm going to i'm going to create new ways here of operating that's going to make a difference to people and turn that into a business so yeah i would encourage them to you know to investigate that further let's just say so
1: I just want to say a couple of uh, shout-outs for comments that have come in. So uh, Sandy Clellan said, good discussion. I stumbled across. Thanks, Sandy. Appreciate it. And uh, Nidal Fawani. Fa- I'm sorry if I've pronounced your name wrong. I'm just just riffing here. Um, great way to close off the day. So thank you. And, guys, again, if you have any questions, we'll, we'll probably wrap up in, in about 10 minutes or so, Maybe depending on how much we talk, Marty. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not good at keeping track when we have discussions. <laughs> Probably should let you have dinner at some point. I feel you know those kinds okay. of things. <laughs> but I, I do love what you said about uh, you know if if you if you want to jump in, you know you should you should jump in. And I think that you know, one of the things uh, that I've been talking about, uh, I did like a little a little mini free program for people who wanted to start their business from home. And I was like, you know, timeliness and relevancy is so important when you're starting a business. And it is it is hard at the moment because I think sometimes when you've got a crisis and you're trying to deal with the problems from the crisis, it can be hard. Like we were saying before, if no one has a crystal ball, it can be hard to go, what, what are things going to look like six months from now? But I'm kind of of the opinion that in the startup realm, things change so much in six months anyway. Do you, do you agree? It sort of is pretty, pretty fast moving, right?
2: Well, you could, you could set a plan and it changes day to day. But it's good to have, it's good to have an outcome that you're shooting for and uh, to map it out incrementally. But again, as a business owner, you need to be nimble. You need to be able to change course and pivot very quickly um, until you get a rhythm of what works. So as soon as you find out, oh, actually this this works, then you leverage. Yeah. You know, so as soon as you get that, and I, I think always in business, the, the, the hardest dollar to make is the first one, right? But once once you understand the benefit to the to the person that you're exchanging the value with, and that there's a buyer for that, then it's just a matter of leveraging. But definitely getting to that point of going, okay, what is it that I'm offering? What's my point of difference? And how, how am I going to execute on that? Who's going to buy? Who's my target client? And, um, and then once you know that, then it's a leverage point. Then it's just do more of the same and have patience because some people work it out. And um, we know that. We're entrepreneurs. We're all, we're all business owners, right? We get something that works and we've already got a new idea. We go, hang on a minute. This is working let's leverage that and then there's a natural relevant diversification that comes off that but it's very relevant usually the client gives you that in your discussions and communication with them so it's um yeah it's knowing when to be nimble and then it's knowing when to be patient and really really leverage that chance and so yeah
1: And what you said before as well about sort of having those conversations and and growing your brand. I mean, that's definitely something that that I've seen myself is, uh, you know, and you and I have had discussions about this is sort of like when you just have that, uh, when you just start getting out there and having conversations, you will pick things up. You know, I think a lot of the time people are scared about reaching out and actually I've done a few LinkedIn Lives about the importance of conversation Uh, and I'm kind of like – it's really hard to know what's going on if you're not having those. Are there any sort of tips you would give to someone and and maybe maybe after this I'll I'll let you go if no one has any other questions. Um if that's okay. But do you have any tips for for people who are kind of like how do I even, you know, what's what's the first step? Like how do I um move forward? Maybe they're feeling a bit down, they're not sure what the next step is. Um, and they just—they've got to get that uh, that momentum. You know, they've got to take that first kind of step towards moving again, towards building again.
2: Well, fear fear doesn't live in activity. That's just what it is. As soon as you make a decision of knowing what to do, you got to get on and do it. So the first thing I do is set yourself those calls for the day. And, I mean, everyone knows what to do. I should be making those calls. I should be engaging with people, having conversations and uh, adding value to people, but they don't do it. So I could harp on for weeks about this because it's it's like I've seen it over years and years and years. The difference between the people that perform is they ring, not to make a sale, but they ring to add value and they open up their networks by adding value and as soon as soon as the person understands that value, no one's going to guess. You're not going to be sitting there going, I've got the best product in the world, but I'm too afraid to do a video on LinkedIn or I'm too afraid to do a, a Facebook Live. Or, or Oh, well, there will be others that will and they will get the reach. Now, that person could be a sensational expert, but you ne- you're never going to know. Yeah. So it's it's really... Just that ability to just be authentic with what you do, get yourself out there, have conversations. And, again, through activity, you're always going to be learning. Well, you're learning in hindsight. Instead of planning in hindsight, you're planning and going, this is what I'm going to do. But, really, it's in the doing where you pick up so much information. And I I would just get on to... Yeah, I mean, as micro managing as it sounds, but I just get on to making 10 calls a day and seeing, have an intention for that call on how you're going to add value. Don't just call me up now tomorrow and go, I'm calling. <laughs> <laughs> that's happened before. Go, well, you hit the call, add some value to me if you're going to call, or I'll add some value to you either way. But, um, but just th- th- that would be my encouragement and then you'll start to get an algorithm yourself of going, okay, well, this is what I'm seeing here and there might be an opportunity you hadn't considered that comes out of that. At the very least, you're building relationships for the future. So, so again, you could sit back and go, oh, my business is not doing so well, I'm struggling, and everyone is. Everyone's going through this together so my, my pitch to you would be how can you set yourself apart from that mentality? How can you do the Zoom call? You know, how can you present a virtual background Even maybe do a virtual background so it looks professional? I was going to do this, but I couldn't do it on this software, but it is a good software. But, but again, it's like how, how do you set yourself apart in the market now given that we do have to change up what we do. But don't be despondent because it's very easy to give up when you're three feet from gold. It it really is. You've you've just got to persevere, show resilience, show character, and um, every time you have that negative thought in your mind going, this is not working, that's the time to communicate with someone. It's... There's just no excuse. The only thing worse than an excuse is a good excuse, my, my mentor once told me. So uh, it's, uh, it's all how you approach it. So I hope that helps.
1: Oh, no, I think that's, I, I love that. I think that's great. It actually reminds me of something I heard this week. I can't remember the, the original source, but my best friend shared it with me, um, Kat Zaharias, and she was like, so she'd heard this advice, which was basically like, who, who do you want to look back and see yourself as during this time. Like, who is the person that you want to be able to look back and go, oh, that was me during the health crisis? And because there will be this other side to it. And, you know, before you said you can get into that victim mentality and it's very understandable. Uh, you know, people are going through a very, very tough time. Um, my cat's coming to say hello to you, by the way, as we're uh, talking. She's like just under the camera here. Um <laughs> But I think I that, that <laughs> <laughs> I'll pull her up. to uh, But, you know, I think that, that I really like that because I think it kind of sums up so much of that, you know, what's the point of that? You know, what's the point of being resilient? What's the point of, well, it's, we, we, we want to kind of look back and, and, and I, I think be proud of who we were and, and the actions that we took at the moment.
2: Yeah, i I agree and and just to give you a real uh, a real situation of that uh, we've been contacting proactively our our finance and mortgage clients and asking are you okay mm-hmm. you know, just saying are you okay first and foremost um, the opportunities out of that I I can't tell you it it's like the the phone is constantly ringing and then they're referring their friends. We're showing them how to save money. All these busy professionals that really were working hard and didn't have time are now reshaping, you know, their mortgages. And, and it's incredible in regards to just by being proactive on the activity, the feedback that we've had back is that, oh, you this must be a really, you know, busy time and you must be dealing with a lot. Well, we are, but it's still it's still okay. We've still got time to make those you know, make those calls and add value. So it's been quite interesting, even the perspective of, of clients as to thinking we would, wouldn't call it this time because it, it'd be chaos. But really, it's, it's just, it's making those calls. And we see that brokers that really struggle and people in the industry that are struggling are not proactive in making those calls. I mean, we're getting very very proactive on social media because, again, our industry tends to be a bit more old school and people sit back and, yes, they make their phone calls and everything like that, but there's people sitting on social media all day because that's what they're doing at the moment and they're looking to do business in a new way and that opportunity presents. So how can you be at the forefront? I get it that it's not everyone's cup of tea, but sometimes you got to drink tea, right? <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you, you've got to do what works given the circumstances and build some skills. There's lots of courses you can do online to get an understanding. We know video gets great traction um, and consistency. You know, it's about being consistent and building your brand and building your company in these times. And like you said, how do you, you know, in our meetings, we look at it from a point of view of going, you know, we want to be in the best position we can be in coming out of that. Now, do we know exactly what that is? A roundabout, but you can't be certain, right, in these times. But we want to be in the best position that we could possibly be given what's going on. And we're going to be there for people and we're going to support people whether they can do something or not. But that's our, you know, that's our intention at the end of the day. Now, I'm sure... Once we, you know, once you look at that from a human element, from a business element, that will then, you know, take care of itself. But don't do the work, the return will never be there. So just how it is. <laughs> I'm not telling anyone anything new here, right? It's like just do the work. <laughs> Let's get it done.
1: Uh, I was listening to I was listening to a podcast. Uh, it's one of my favorite podcasts. I think I've told you about it before. It's called Philosophize This. And um, in one of the episodes, he's like, you know, if someone said, "I'm going to pay you a million dollars to like write down like the perfect life." like kind of routine you know or maybe you know we can use the same example for business and it's like you would actually probably be able to write down a pretty good plan like you do, you would you would go what's all the good advice that I've heard and it but it is that there, there is a difference between knowing and applying as well you know like it's um that's that's where the real the real work comes in right <laughs>
2: that, is, that is the big difference and even in regards to um, let's say performance and this is not not about let me this is something I've done and I encourage other people to do, but for some people, in regards to you might get ninety percent of the way there and then get a bit fearful and go into avoidance. you know but the difference is to go in confidently into the uncertainty and take you know use the knowledge, learn new things, innovate, apply that, apply that activity, I mean that's costing people thousands of dollars by not taking that last step and putting themselves out there. And these are all good people, like, you know, the people that do it and the people that don't. I've not differentiated. They're all good people. But that's the one difference that I can see in regards to the people um, that, that make it and get the better job, uh, their businesses succeed, is they're able to plan and they're able to apply and execute and do the work and get the activity sorted the ones that don't tend to be fearful and stop stop doing the actual activity that gets them the final results. And I think that I'm a big advocate of the doing because I just see how big a difference that makes. And working with people over time, I can tell that difference is quite significant. It might only be 10% as a subtlety. And then you hear people go, I'm smarter than that person, or I know, I've know i done my diploma on this, my degree, I, and I'm going... Yeah, but you still got to put yourself out there because in the real world, you got to get in the trenches and learn what's happening in the trenches and be able to manoeuvre within that. So, yes, the knowledge is fantastic, but you've got to be able to apply it in a relevant field to then bring a result to the table. And that's what the, yeah you know, that's that big difference to me. And I love that when I see people taking that step. Um, there's an enthusiasm about it when they get the result, the sense of satisfaction is wonderful in any, in any part of life, you know, it's whether it's sport or, um, it's, it's a fantastic thing.
1: It's sort of like a lot of people end up with buried treasure. That's how I kind of think of it. It's like, they've got all these skills, they've got all these talents, but they're not sharing it with the world. And if you don't share it with the world, then it doesn't really go very far. Because no one knows. No one knows about it.
2: The world doesn't the world doesn't owe you anything, right? <laughs> it doesn't owe you anything. And, and that's the thing. You gotta go out. Like if an opportunity comes towards you, you gotta go out and meet it. <laughs> you can't you can't be constantly waiting for it to come to you. You know, you gotta go out and meet it and you know, just make make it happen. It, it's um, yeah, don't hang back. We're all going to be in the ground one day, and uh, until that time, let's see what we can do. I mean, it's it's an adventure that's worth having, and keep building capability. Uh, keep enjoying learning. It's a constant. Uh, I find the more I learn, the more I need to know. I, it's it's never ending. But but apply it. You know, when you learn something, apply it, test it, see what you find.
1: Yeah. Yeah I love that. Now before you mention that um, you're on Facebook you're doing more stuff on social media for people who want to reach out who want to connect especially in regards to you know the finance stuff we were kind of talking about earlier what's the best way for them to to get in touch and sort of find out more about what you're doing in this space Marty?
2: Yeah, we have a Facebook group called Innovate Money. So that we update with three or four posts a day. There's financial planning advice within it. Um, yeah, there's podcasts. There's all sorts of tips and tricks in it, which is really cool. Uh, we just started that since corona, right? <laughs> so that was about you know, a couple of weeks ago. And I think we've got 300 members in there at the moment. Uh, LinkedIn, of course, um, for me personally, I'm very prominent on LinkedIn, um, so just direct message myself there and you can check out the website, which is innovate with one N, see, get it, dot a u. and uh, yeah, we look after the full gamut of financial solutions from mortgages to planning to, um, yeah, to commercial lending So basically covering anything, but yeah, connect with me on social because yeah, we're having some great discussions on there. It's good fun. Even if you want some social tips and tricks, because I'm learning as I go, right?
1: (laughs) I'll make sure I put some links in the comments as well for people who want to check that out. And uh, Marty, thank you so much for your time. It's been great to chat with you again.
2: That's a pleasure. Happy to add value, Lauren. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Bye everyone. Bye.